Hey, what's up, people of Spotify or Apple Podcasts or what have you? Thank you so much for tuning in to For Real Though with me, your host, Rock Ruiz. And I have been getting some feedback from some of you guys saying that my energy levels are sometimes way too up there for you guys to have like a chill listening experience. So, uh, well, what can I say? I was trained as a radio DJ in college and energy was always, you know, highly encouraged. But for the sake of your guys' listening experience, I will be a little more chill today because I did not drink a cup of coffee this morning prior to recording this episode. So you're welcome. (laughs) And today on the podcast, we will be talking about one of 2019's most anticipated films. One of the most anticipated films of 2019, rather. And that is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Now, even if you're not a Star Wars fan... You can't deny that, dude, Star Wars has been a global phenomenon for like 40 years. And this is the last Skywalker saga movie. It's like ending the series that started all the Star Wars hype ever. So it's it's kind of a big deal. And, you know, uh, months leading up to this movie or even uh, a year leading up to this movie, I was kind of worried. Because, like, why wasn't there much marketing for this movie? It's supposedly, it, it had the potential to be the biggest Star Wars movie of all time. It's basically the endgame equivalent in Star Wars. And how could you not market the hell out of that movie? What, we got like two trailers and a couple of posters, that's it? Like, and there there weren't much Happy Meals or uh, uh, tie, tie-ups with other, other brands. Like, that, that was, I found that so weird. And, well, after watching this movie... I kind of have a feeling I know why it wasn't marketed so well. Well, okay, uh, spoiler warning, because uh, the movie's been out for like four days already. And the reason why I waited four days is because I didn't want to talk about the movie without spoilers. Because, let's face it, like, for me to talk about this movie well, I have to talk about spoilers from beginning to end. Because if I give just really vague reasons why I don't like the movie or I like the movie... You guys won't be able to appreciate the opinion uh, fully. So here goes. Spoilers. If you haven't watched The Rise of Skywalker yet, I highly suggest. And if you plan to watch it, though, I highly suggest you don't listen to the podcast first. Pause it. Come back to it later after watching the movie. But if you don't plan on seeing it, hey, welcome. Uh, here's, well, here's my opinion on the movie. Well, let's start from the very beginning. Okay, let's start from the beginning. The opening crawl. Like, so much happened since The Last Jedi, apparently. And, okay, uh, brief background, just so you know my taste in Star Wars movies. I, I was growing up, I was in preschool and grade school when the prequels came out. So I enjoyed those as, as a kid. But, like, after rewatching it as a teenager and as an adult, uh, Revenge of the Sith, dude, I still love that film until now. It's the best prequel. It's actually one of the best Star Wars films in my opinion. The original trilogy, 4, 5, 6, I love all those movies to death because I was exposed to those movies at a young age. Like, uh, I live in a house full of cinephiles. Believe it or not, I am the least addicted to movies in my household. Believe it or not. And as a kid, they always played Star Wars 4, 5, 6 on VHS. And personally... Uh, six was my favorite because I was a kid. I loved the Ewoks, <laughs> um, but I loved those those movies. And 
I also love the sequels. I love seven. I loved seven and eight. I loved seven, even if people said it was too similar to the originals. I loved eight, even if people said it was too different. But I loved the direction it was going in. It was still smooth, in my opinion. But you could tell with this movie, with the Rise of Skywalker, J.J. Abrams was trying to undo what Ryan Johnson did without, you know, um, erasing the film. He's like trying to take a sharp turn left rather than go straight in the direction the, uh, the Last Jedi was heading in. Which is like, anyone can be a Jedi. That's kind of the point at the end of uh, The Last Jedi. Like, you don't need to be a Skywalker. You don't need to be related to someone Force-sensitive. Anyone can be strong with the Force. But, let's go back to The Rise of Skywalker, opening crawl. Apparently, Rey has been training for a long time with Leia. And Palpatine's back, which had no build-up at all. Like, the reveal was in the trailer. And in the opening crawl, they already just say it outright. Like, Palpatine was behind everything this whole time, guys. Surprise, surprise. And I just feel like there's no way that that was the plan ever since. Like, I have a feeling they made uh, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, without knowing what they were going to do with the last episode. Because in some Star Wars video games, Ben calls Rey his cousin. So it's so obvious, like, way back then, they had they didn't really have a solid plan about where this trilogy was heading. I think they were... He- uh, depending heavily on how the fans would react, then they'd make the next movie um, as a reaction to how the fans reacted, which is kind of what The Rise of Skywalker was. Okay, so opening credits, uh, opening crawl. So that happened. Palpatino's behind everything, and now Kylo Ren's out to get him because Kylo Ren wants to be the most powerful person in the entire galaxy. And... So much happens in the first few scenes that it's so hard to keep up. It feels so choppy. Like, at first, I really wanted to love this movie. I really wanted to like it. But a lot of things happened in this movie that made me not enjoy it at all. I enjoyed some of it, but a lot of it, it, it just seemed so rushed. It seemed so choppy. It seemed so forced. It seemed so fan servicey, And not in the smooth way. Look, I'm... I'm all for fan service. Like, The Force Awakens was full of fan service. Uh, Avengers Endgame was basically f- fan service the movie, but they did it in a very uh, natural way. Like, it felt authentic, it felt genuine to the movie. Like, it didn't feel like they were just squeezing stuff in because they knew fans would like it, but they made, they squeezed stuff in and they made it work with the story smoothly. It felt intentional. With this movie, it was like, You could tell so many people were disagreeing behind the scenes about what should happen. And everyone just got their way at the end of the day. Even if, like, uh, conflicting things happen in the movie. First 10 minutes, so much happened. And it feels like the movie could have been split in two. And it would have made a lot more sense. The build-up to Palpatine would have been better. But, dude, I I really don't like that twist. That Rey is a Palpatine all along. I would have really preferred her to be just a nobody. And there's no way, no way you can tell me that was the plan from the very beginning. Because it just, there was no build-up to Palpatine coming back. It feels like a last-minute decision. Uh, Like Palpatine was in charge for creating Snoke, literally. Like, no way, dude. 
There was no build-up to that whatsoever. It just feels like a BS uh, thing. I mean, it's sure it worked. Um, and you can't lie. Palpatine kind of is the villain for the entire trilogy. And the entire series. From prequels to the originals to... Well, apparently now the sequels too. But I don't know. The, the build-up wasn't enough. It just felt like they dived right into the climax without the build-up. And the other thing that Peeve knew about this movie a lot was, dude, every time you lose something in this movie, it comes right back at you. It doesn't even let you feel sad long enough. Like C-3PO with that whole dramatic scene where he was like, I'm taking one last look at my friends. But R2-D2 just, just like restores his memory like, just like that? Like, what is the point of that whole dramatic scene? Or, like, Chewbacca blowing up? That could have been a really emotional scene, but whoops, Chewbacca's alive. And them losing in the end, the end was, I gotta admit, the end was an end game ripoff. Like, Poe was like, uh, oh, we're gonna lose, the enemies are way too powerful. Then Lando was like, on your left. Well, he didn't say on your left, but he might as well should have because like apparently Lando who by the way just pops out of nowhere after being gone for so long just conveniently happens to be at this festival and uh, I guess he spent all that time connecting and networking because all these random civilians with no experience in the battlefield just jumped right in to defeat uh, the Emperor there's if I was one of them like uh, and I was talking to my friend Dane about this. Dane, if you're listening, a lot of this podcast is coming from our conversation. So thank you, man. Dude, if we were one of those people that Lando would just call and be like, hey, we got to defeat the Emperor, who, by the way, has like unlimited Star Destroyers. And we have no idea where he got the budget to make like all these Star Destroyers as if money wasn't a thing in this universe. Because it is. Like, how did that even happen? Like, if we were one of the people Lando walked up to or called saying, hey, we got to defeat the Emperor, why would we listen to Lando, man? It's a suicide mission for a civilian. Why? And, okay, now that we're talking about the end, I'm going to go back to the middle, but, like, this really just made me really mad. It's, it's the ending, like, why were all those random Siths in robes just cheering on Palpatine instead of helping him? They were just... Didn't they have anything better to do? Or was that like... Was that like their Super Bowl? Were they waiting for so long just to watch Palpatine... Like... Defeat... Uh, Kylo Ren and Rey? Like... I, th- I have a feeling that was like... A decision in post. Because no one was reacting to these random Siths. Like thousands of, of Siths just like... Sitting at, in the Coliseum cheering on Palpatine. I don't know. Were they clones? Were they not? Um... And another qualm I have with Palpatine is like, okay, if Rey's his granddaughter, that means someone, someone got it on with Palpatine, man. What? What the hell? How could that have happened? And don't tell me it was cloning. Don't tell me that. That's that's like the easy way out. Someone banged Palpatine, dude, and their genes must must have been pretty strong. Because Ray didn't turn out ugly. And I guess 
the only thing she got from the Palpatine side was being strong with the Force. But Ray, Ray turned out all right, like physically. So good job, whoever Palpatine banged. Your genes were, were pretty strong because Ray does not look like that old dude <laughs> in the prequels. But anyways, I digress. Um, okay, that's one of my qualms with Palpatine. Uh, another one is like, why can Sith and Jedi suddenly do so many things that they weren't able to do before? You can teleport objects through space now? You can just magically heal anyone? What? You can bring people back to life? I mean, okay, it was said in the prequels that you could do that, but how did Kylo Ren suddenly, like, discover how to do it? Okay, here's another thing. See, all, all my complaints just keep giving birth to other complaints. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who loved the movie. I enjoyed some of it, but most of it, dude, was total BS. Like, um, Kylo Ren's redemption was so short-lived. It was too short-lived. It was criminally short-lived. He had the potential to be like Zuko. You guys watch Avatar? Like, Zuko's redemption, it was a slow burn throughout the entire three seasons. But the payoff was so great. And the, in the Sozin's Comet episode, dude, that was amazing when uh, Zuko was defending the good guys. Like, with Kylo Ren, it's like, he just defended Rey. And he got thrown off a cliff, brought Rey back to life, made out, then disappeared. He literally ghosted her. Like, couldn't he have let Kylo Ren live? Okay, here's the two things that I would have done if I, I had my way. Okay, I'm sounding like a really bratty fanboy right now, but <laughs> I would have been happy if, okay, they made out and Kylo Ren lived. He was able to assimilate himself into uh, the Resistance and be friends with everybody. Or make them not kiss and then just let Kylo die. Fine. But why make them kiss and then let him die? Rey is going to be thirsty for Kylo forever. That's what's going to happen. And Kylo died a virgin, man. Poor Kylo. No wonder he's so pissed. I bet he had a feeling from the very beginning that he was going to die a virgin. So there's that. Okay, well, that's not confirmed, but I'm assuming that, that he is. I mean, it's Star Wars. They could have stretched it out more by making it part one and two. I think that's what they could have done. Because it could have been two good movies, but now it's just one rushed uh, big movie. It could have been two medium-sized movies that were good instead of just one mega messy movie. It's like you love two flavors, then you mix it together, and it sucks. Like, for example, you like soy sauce, but you also like ice cream. Why not mix it together? That's what this movie is. It could have been soy sauce and ice cream separately. Okay, like you won't drink the soy sauce. I mean, okay, soy sauce was a, was a bad analogy. Okay, let's say you love chicken and you love ice cream. You don't eat them together. You separate them so you can enjoy them both separately. Because if you rush eating the ice cream with the chicken, it's going to ruin everything. And that's kind of what this movie is. Like, I hate capitalism. I hate when they split movies into two just to make more money. But sometimes it works. Like for uh, Infinity War and Endgame, they could have squeezed it all into one movie, but they didn't. So good for them. So, okay, enough about Marvel. Okay, but what Marvel did right was Marvel, or at least, yeah, at least it seems like 
they had a plan from the very beginning with Star Wars, man. It just seems like they're making it up as they went along. And this movie seems like it's just a Disney trying to appease the fans after hating The Last Jedi. And I like The Last Jedi. If you hated it, then that's fine. Uh, but I personally liked it. And if you think I'm an idiot for liking it, and now you're thinking like, oh, no wonder he didn't like The Amazing The Rise of Skywalker. He loved that garbage, The Last Jedi. Idiot. Well, um, even if you hate me, thanks for still listening to the podcast then, regardless of the fact that you hate my opinion. But anyways, um, yeah, this movie is just like trying to appease everything. Like, uh, they're trying to appease the people who hated Rose. They just replaced her with this other girl. And they're trying to appease the people who thought there wasn't enough Luke. They just brought Luke back. Okay, okay. To be fair, that whole Leia thing, I don't blame them for that. Carrie Fisher passed away, and I bet they had a hard time uh, assembling footage, trying to make her have the send-off she deserved. But the way I see it, they could have just had had her have an on-screen death. It would have been more respectful then start off the movie with a very solemn wake scene that would have like been the send-off she deserved instead of like assembling this unused footage, then uh, making it CGI. It just to me it seemed distasteful. It could have they could have just started the movie with a very sad scene at her funeral. I think that's what they could have done. But hey, what do I know, right? I don't know, maybe it was proposed and Disney didn't like it. Who knows? But with Han coming back, I like that touch they did. Because, like, Han wasn't a force ghost. He could have been, like, a figment of Kylo's imagination. At least he got closure with his father, whether or not it was animation or not. I like that. One of the few things I liked in this movie. And, okay, it goes without saying, the music and the CGI was good. Because Disney has the budget. So it's not fair to say that's one of the good points because it's a given. It's going to be good. The Knights of Ren were extremely underwhelming. Like, for something that was being hyped up so much um, for the last two movies, they they basically were worse than the Stormtroopers. Their scene, the scene in The Last Jedi with those red guards was way more epic than any scene with the Knights of Ren. I don't even remember what the Knights of Ren did. Besides, like, dragging Chewie into the ship. And Chewie wasn't even resisting. Like, that's not even badass at all. Like, the Knights of Friends sucked. They were extremely, yeah, like I said, disappointing, underwhelming. Everything in this movie was good except the writing, which is the most, it's the backbone of the whole movie. And you needed that. Like, the acting was good. The music, the CGI, the production design, everything was good. But it just fell so short with the writing, which is one of the most important parts. And the fan service, too, it wasn't discreet at all um like okay my friend and i my friend dane like the guy i mentioned earlier he said if they were gonna go fan servicey uh they might as well have um put all the force ghosts in the end imagine how cool that would have been palpatine trying to kill ray then suddenly all the force ghosts pop up mace windu obi-wan oh my gosh anakin and palpatine would have been like what I killed you. And like, it would have been just an epic moment. It would have been like Endgame, dude. 
And you know why Endgame worked when they brought all those heroes to defend each other in the end? They were all established heroes. Here it was just like random civilians helping. There were no characters coming back from the past films, like in that final battle. Like it just felt so underwhelming. Thousands of random civilians we don't care about are helping out. So thanks, I guess. Thank you, random civilians. Yeah, this movie, I don't hate it. Uh, to be fair, I think it's gonna age well. Like, people are gonna accept how stupid it is and just like it anyway. Like, I think I might like it if I watch it again. I won't love it. I'll, I definitely never love it. Because as a film, it's so sloppy. But as a Star Wars movie, I guess it did its job. It took me four days to process all my feelings for this movie. Because I was so disappointed after watching it. But then the more I thought about it, I was thinking it wasn't that bad. Then I think, okay, it was that bad. It just felt so sloppy, man. The wasted potential is what made me the most upset about this movie. Like, you had everything you needed. You had the budget. You had the actors. You had the music. You had the production design. But the story. They could have worked on the story. They could have consulted with George Lucas, at least. Man. I love Star Wars, but this movie is something else. Well, if you want to keep talking about uh, The Rise of Skywalker with me, because honestly, if I kept talking about this movie, the podcast will be so, so long that I don't know if you had the time to listen to it. But if you want to bring up any topic that I didn't bring up or that I overlooked, or you want to defend the movie, you can comment on my Instagram page or Facebook page. That's for real, though. F-O-R-R-E-E-L-T-H-O. And yeah, we can keep talking about the movie there. But otherwise, till I, I may possibly change my mind. But until then, I was extremely disappointed by this movie. And I'd like to imagine that the new trilogy just ended with The Last Jedi. Yep, I said it. I said it. For real though.